beautiful and welcome to the Soulful Manifesting for Coaches podcast. I'm Gemma Bernad, intuitive business mindset coach, manifesting mentor and all-round advocate for female coaches to make loads of money doing what they love. Join me for weekly podcast episodes where I share all the behind the scenes of starting and growing a multiple six-figure online coaching business in less than 18 months, my top tips for creating consistent cash and confidence, and where I interview incredible women doing amazing things in business and life. So whether you're just starting out in the coaching industry or you've been at it for years, if you have the desire to make more money have a greater impact and create a life that feels ridiculously amazing, then there's something here for you as I go deep into all things money, mindset, and manifesting in a way that just makes sense. I am so excited you're here. Let's dive in. Well, hello there, beautiful. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I'm so excited to have you come back and join me today. And I have to let you know, um, for those of you that have been listening to me for a while, you know that you will know I originally started recording this podcast inside my walk-in wardrobe because, let's be honest, the acoustics are best here. But then I set my office up, we got a door on it, which is incredible, and I was able to start recording in my office. It's even better, but I'm actually back in the walk-in wardrobe today. So just a little bit of information for you, (laughs) back in the walk-in wardrobe today. I'm actually recording this podcast on a Sunday afternoon, and as at time of recording, we just got news that my three youngest babes all have chicken pox. (laughs) oh god all you mothers out there will just be like oh my god yeah so I have had to rearrange my entire week move clients uh trying to get things like recording a podcast which are really difficult when you're at home alone with kids done so I'm kind of hiding out in the wardrobe to get this podcast recorded who knows maybe we'll be interrupted very good chance I will have to hit stop on this recording multiple times but we will see right these are things you've got to do particularly when you're a mum and you're growing a business okay so one minute 47 seconds in to recording this and that was the first interruption (laughs) from one of my kids I probably like my husband is home this weekend but he's gone for a run and I was like come on Jamie you can get this done while he's gone for a run maybe I should have waited till he got back I thought they were fine they're downstairs they've got iPads but they want food kids or like how come kids get so hungry the moment they're like it's like they can sniff you out like you're doing something productive Maybe there's something you enjoy and it's like they, they go, oh, my God, mum's doing something productive and that she really enjoys. We go interrupt her. Oh, my God. God, send help. Send wine, please. Send wine or alcohol or chocolate or all of the above. Anyway, 
adds a little bit about what's going on. So um, anyway, at the time of the, releasing this, it's I dare say all the kids are going to be back in school. Things are going to be back to normal. But you know what? It is what it is and we've just got to do what we've got to do. So anyway, here I am recording back in the walk-in wardrobe and uh, we'll see how this recording goes today. But what I wanted to share with you is something that I see, uh, oh, I said a lot, I said a lot in the online space. I also see a lot within um, women that come and want to work with me, women inside my programs when they first join. Um, I've experienced this a lot as well. And I wanted to share with you today the three mistakes that I see coaches make time and time again when they are growing their business to $10,000 a month or even more, $10,000, $20,000 months. Okay. So I want to just really share these with you today because there is a good chance, you know, as as a coach, as a female coach that is so passionate about what you do, that's really good at what you do too, but where you're at that point in your business where you are trying really hard to get it to that, what feels a little bit like elusive but also really important five-figure month stage and beyond, um, I do see these mistakes come up time and time again. And so as a fellow coach that's experienced this before, I really want to help you. And this isn't so that you can circumnavigate these mistakes as well. Um, Because I do, I see a lot of people really like they go, oh, three mistakes, I don't want to make those. So I need to find out what they are so I can avoid them. Raise your hand if you're like, you know, you logged on to this episode and you're like, "Mm, I'm going to learn how to avoid these mistakes so I never make them right? And maybe it wasn't a conscious thought, but you're like, oh shit, yeah, Gemma, that's exactly right. I was like, oh, I read the word mistakes. I was like, oh, I don't want to do these. So I better learn out, learn what they are. So I only ever share this type of information with you, particularly from a mistake perspective, because I don't want you to circumnavigate. I don't want you to reroute. I don't want you to avoid them necessarily. Okay. What I want you to do is I just want you to bear witness to potentially where they are showing up in your business. And just be conscious and aware and like, oh, okay, that's what I'm doing that. Or if it does show up, don't preempt it's going to show up. But if you see it showing up, you can be like, oh, right. Okay, maybe there's a different way that I can be looking at this or doing this as opposed to, oh, my God, I've got to avoid it or I'm doing something wrong. Like even the word mistake has um, so many connotations with it. And I use the word because people, like as a collective human race, we understand what that means. But I don't want you to bring the connotations of the word mistake into this episode, which is basically that there is a right or a wrong way to do things or that's bad or good or that you've got to avoid doing these things as well, okay? So I just want to kind of lay a little bit of the groundwork, a little bit of the the foundation for this episode because um, I do see this time and time again, this is actually isn't something that I'm putting into my three that I'm sharing with you today, but is that we're always on the lookout for right or wrong ways. Like what's the right path to go down versus what's the wrong path? Because I want to avoid going down the wrong path because if I go down the wrong path, that's not going to lead me to where I want to go. And I truly wholeheartedly believe and not just know cognitively, but have embodied the truth that there isn't a right or wrong way. And that's because I have made so many mistakes in my entrepreneurial journey, which is going into its now 12th year. Oh my goodness, I really have lost count. How old am I? Yeah, well, and truly into its 12th year of entrepreneurship. You know, this business is like under two years old. And even in the last 20 plus months, 20 months, I think it's been about, 
I've made a lot of what people might consider mistakes in my business and it still led me to where I want to go. So I just want to impart that wisdom with you. It's not just so you can, because a lot of people are like, yes, Gemma, yep, 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 yep. Like we're nodding along. I know, I know, I know. But are you embodying that truth in the way that you make decisions in your business? And that's what's always important to ask yourself as well. So let's come back from that tangent and let me kind of stay a little bit more focused on task with what I want to deliver to you today, which is these three mistakes that I see time and time again. And um they're not necessarily in order of the one that I see more frequently or consistently versus the one I don't. They're, you know, also not equal necessarily. Um, They're just three things that I see happen time and time again. So let's dive right in, okay? The first one, which I really think is without a doubt something I see in every single person that I work with, and that is this is that they'll only believe that $10,000 or multiple, so 15, 20, 25, 30, look, by the way, you can keep going with this, 40, 50, 60, 80, $100,000 months, a million dollar months, right? There's going to be a point where this kicks in for everybody. And that's so you'll only believe that it's possible when all the steps are mapped out. Okay, so it's like, all right, Gemma, okay, so you tell me $10,000 months are possible. Straight away, left brain is going to kick in and it's going to go, all right, I need to see how. So if I sell this much of this offer, this many people sign up to this program, you know, I see this many people in a month, I have my price set it here and everything adds up to 10K or more, whatever the number is, insert your income goal in here. It's like, okay, right, now I can see that it's possible and therefore I'll believe into it, all right? Now, this falls squarely into that category that I talk a lot about, which is the when I, then I epidemic. When I can see how it's all going to happen, then I will believe it. And this is got to be one of the biggest killers of the 10k dream income goal the 20k income goal whatever it is this is the one thing that I just see people do I see coaches amazing fucking amazing coaches who have everything set up in their business to make the kind of money they want to make to make those consistent five-figure months multiple five-figure months six-figure months even right but they're so rigidly focused on the how, the seeing, the steps, the addition, the way it's all got to be mapped out. They need to see that and then like, okay, yep, okay, cool. Now I can see this. I can totally see how it's going to happen. Now I can see that it's going to happen. And what happens is when people operate that way, they miss the mark every single month because if something like that plan doesn't get executed in the way that you can see, you end up becoming derailed. And it's like, oh shit, I was supposed to sell five of these this month and I'm only at three and there's a week to go and I've got no one booked in to talk to about this. Oh my God, it's not going to happen. 
And straight away they cut off the channel and the flow of that, which was inevitable, of that amount of money flowing in. And it's your capacity to be able to believe it before you see it that will actually cause you to hit that 10K month and then that 20K and that 30 and so on and so on and so forth consistently too consistently this really is a big one ladies it really is so hear me on this and people always like okay well what am I supposed to do I'm just supposed to like set the goal and let it go I'm like yeah actually you are you're absolutely supposed to just set the goal you are absolutely you've got two choices you can either create from your past or you can create from that future experience like you can either go okay well it didn't happen last month or I can't see how it's going to happen because things don't add up here. Or you can go, you know what? It's done. It's done. That money is going to flow in. And my job is just to be in alignment with my truth, to be in alignment with who I am, to be in alignment with the prosperity that is naturally ingrained into my business and my life and take inspired action from that place. And you know what? Yeah. Yeah. It actually can be that simple. It doesn't have to be this complex um, system to create that income goal and to manifest it into your bank account. It really doesn't. As someone who has transitioned through all of that and done it very quickly, I can tell you right now, I absolutely, without a shadow of doubt in my mind, I give full responsibility to this particular area for being the main reason that I've been able to create five-figure months in my business really quickly and then consistently and scale up to multiple five figures from there. And it wasn't a complex, um, wasn't complex like it wasn't anything complex or challenging that I had to do. It all came down to being really quite um, dogged in my belief that that five-figure month was just a done deal. And even though like maybe my offers, like the pricing didn't add up and I was like, oh, my God, I've got to see these many people for this, I had this capacity to be able to continually come back to a place of just letting the goal go and knowing that it was just going to happen. And I had to manage that too. It wasn't just like intrinsically ingrained in my brain. I did have to manage my mind, my like mind energy and my body body energy around that. But that is the truth. I truly, really do associate the success that I've been able to create to that. And here's the thing, it's not just me, it's my clients too. When I'm able to hold space for my clients and coach my clients around this, this is exactly when they're able to start making money in their business and those that are already making their money in their business are able to grow their business to five-figure and multiple five-figure months really quickly too because it's something I see like really resistant and reluctant to even going there with the goal because it just doesn't seem possible coached so many clients on this only in the last like month as well who are like all of a sudden like oh my god my business is doing better than it's ever been like I'm hitting goals that I've been holding on to for so long here 
piece of the puzzle is really important to me and it's something that I feel very passionate about coaching other coaches on and helping them to really build that same focused um, belief around it's absolutely possible, really believing it before they can see it. So I want to really set that invitation up for you to anchor yourself in that also, okay? So that's number one. That's the first mistake is really having to have, you know, all the steps mapped out before they'll believe that the income goal is going to be reached, okay? Now, number two. This is another one that is... (laughs) Well, do I say this time and time again? This is so, this is such a collective belief system. I don't really know. I don't know that I know of anyone within my business circle, my community, my friends network, my family network that doesn't believe this and that this doesn't trip them up time and time again. And that is that you think that the only way you're going to make more money is that you have to work harder for it. So here you are in your business, you know, your business is making maybe a few thousand dollars a month, maybe three, four thousand dollars a month. And, you know, you're making enough, right? But you're like, oh, I really want to get to 10,000 and 15 and 20 and 30 and 100 and whatever the number is, right? You're like, oh God, I'm working so hard right now putting all this time and effort in, I don't have the capacity to work any harder. And the only way I'm going to make more money is to put more effort in. Just giving a real sacred pause to that because I don't know that anyone listening to this episode right now isn't going to relate to that, isn't going to have that collective belief system that, to make more money, you've got to work harder. Because we really do, as a society, we honour, we praise, we revere the person that works the hardest. And people that are like kicking back, you know, by the beach, you know, living the good life, right, and making a lot of money, we kind of look down on them. Particularly, I think this is, I don't think this is just an Australian thing, but I do think this is culturally, there is a lot around that. There's a lot for Australian, a lot for Australian women around this. Is that like as a, as a, as a culture, collective culture, we just revere the hard worker. (laughs) We really do. We look up to them. We're like, oh my God, you so deserve this. And anyone that's not working themselves to the bone, we question whether they're actually worthy. We're like, oh, you know, they've just got it easy. They've just got it lucky. Like lucky them, right? (laughs) Oh, my goodness. So if you're not working yourself to the fucking bone, if you're not working until your eyeballs are bleeding, you're not working to the point that you're like so fatigued that you collapse into bed at the end of the night with toothpicks in your eyes trying to keep them open, then you have not earned your money, baby. And I totally want to call bullshit on that because the the problem, the contradiction with that belief system too really trips coaches up is that they think they have to work harder to make more money and they also don't want to work harder. Therefore, they end up keeping the money at bay. 
Okay. It's like, okay, well, you know, you want to grow your business to $10,000 a month. Like what bad thing do you think is going to happen if you get your business to $10,000 a month? And it's like, and I hear this one time and time again, it's like, I'm going to have to sacrifice time with my kids, time with my partner. I'm going to have to work harder, put more hours in. I'm going to have less time for myself. I'm going to be exhausted. And so that belief system just fucking just like abolishes the dream income goal from every angle. And so we as a society have to break that belief system down. And how do we do that as a society? Well, we take responsibility at an individual level first and foremost, for breaking that belief pattern down. Because the truth of the matter is, there's two things I guess I want to take you to with this. First thing I want to really offer up is that, first of all, this concept of hard work is so subjective, so subjective, right? And we generally have a yardstick for the most part that measures hard work based on time spent. That's generally, and that's a generalization I know, but that's what it is. So it's like I've got to spend, like I've got to work 10 hour days effectively to make more money. And it's a real employee mindset as well. It's a real trading time for money mindset, which is an interesting one for a lot of women to shift when they come into Um, running their own business and a coaching business as well. It's like, okay, well, I've got to see more people to make more money. And that's usually the first place that people go. And so when people are looking, like when coaches are looking to move their business from that, you know, mid four figure amount up to five figures and beyond, it's like, okay, well, I've just got to see more people. Like that's the knee jerk kind of reaction to go, okay, well, that's the strategy that I've got to put in place. And that generally is where most people are comfortable to. So even though you might be like, no, no, I kind of, I get that I'm going to need to, you know, find a way to structure my business differently. But really, like that is going to be the mindset. That is going to be the comfortable mindset place to go that needs to be managed and worked around as well. Okay. Now, the next thing I want to offer up as well is that, you know what? You can spend, like, I fucking love my business. Now, some of you will know that I am studying human design at the moment and I'm a generator. Now, that's a, there's a lot of intricacies within my profile, but at a kind of like a core level, I'm a generator. So I do, I'm an energy being, I have a lot of drive, a lot of energy to put into activities. So I can, when I'm lit the fuck up, when I'm doing something that I deeply desire, that just sets my soul on fire, that just, oh my God, like this, like a podcast, when I'm doing this, I could just sit in my walk-in walk, I could spend the entire, I could, I don't know, I've got a whole list of topics I want to record podcasts on. I would be totally in my happy place sitting here for the next eight hours recording podcast. Now, that's not hard work. Okay, maybe there's time involved in that. I could do like eight hours totally. And when I get to the end and I would just be like energized, it would be an expansive task for me to do. So I want to offer something up for you to really consider to really help with the intricacies and the nuances with switching and reframing this belief system is it's not about going, okay, 
the less I do, the more I make, although I'm totally fucking open for that too, by the way. What I want to encourage you to do is actually redefine hard work. I want you to redefine the hard in hard work first and foremost. Because to me, hard work would be like going, like hard work for me, in my, within my business, hard work for me would be sitting there writing systems and processes and doing back-end like building of sales pages and email templates that would drain the fuck out of me like that to me is hard work and so if I did a full day of that I would be drained right I would get to the end of the day and be like oh my god that was fucking hard whereas my online business manager like that is her jam baby like she like that she's created an entire business around that. She loves it. It feels good to her. She's probably someone that could do nine hours of that and be at the end of the day like, oh, that was amazing. So we've got to redefine the hard. You've got to redefine that. Okay? So instead of just being like, okay, okay, I've got to stop thinking that hard work equals more money, like the fact of the matter is even I don't care what, like if we even look at human design, okay, as an example of understanding more about yourself and your authenticity and your level of alignment. Like it doesn't matter whether you're a projector or a reflector, um, M manifesting generator, a manifestor or a generator, what you are, you are going to get energy from doing what lights you up. So that's what we want to build our business around, which is going to bring me to the next mistake that I see time and time again as well. So just with that second one, I really want to offer up for you that like thinking that the only way to make more money is to work harder is a flawed way of thinking, yes, but it's not because, okay, well, the, the opposite of that is I need to think like, okay, less I do, the more I make. It's like, no, I actually want you to redefine the hard in hard work because like I said to you like I I love my business I just I'm deeply passionate about my business and when I look even looking at my um, human design chart it makes sense that I am lit up by spending so much time on my business like I am I will happily do that you know I will happily spend time with my clients and even though I will feel tired, I will feel charged up. And I would, I, I won't sacrifice that. And I'm happy to do more of that within my business. Is that hard work though? Truth be told, no. Because hard work to me, as I said, is doing some of those tasks that I really don't like. But also, like hard work to me is going to work for someone else. Like standing, you know, in, um, you know, a, a shop front and serving people all day, that would be hard work to me. But that doesn't mean that's hard work. To the person that loves doing that, they're like, hey, I love my shop. I could I could be in customer service standing here 12 hours a day and it sets my soul on fire. So redefine what hard work means, please. Don't just automatically um, circumnavigate that belief and reframe it to, okay, the less I do, the more I make because that's not always the way. But that might be for you too, right? It might be that that is exactly what your energy is, that you are absolutely geared to be someone that needs to rest a lot more. And so therefore, the less you do, the more you are going to make. 
Like you've got to really get to know yourself to work out what the reframe of that belief system is going to be. And there's nuances within that. And so it's a really an exercise in getting to be fucking brutally honest with yourself, like really brutally honest with yourself. Okay. All right. This leads me to the third mistake that I see all the time. And I really, I don't know if I've necessarily done this one. Yeah, maybe I have actually now I think about it. Yeah, I think I might have. But I definitely, definitely see clients do this. I've had clients do this recently. I actually worked with a client very recently. We shifted this and just opened the floodgates to money. It was like insane, right? Um, and that is this mistake, that you are creating offers, programs and offers that fit with what your community want, not with what you want. Just let that land for a little bit because this one, right, this goes against so many and so much advice from other like business coaches, marketing coaches even, like so many people out there in the industry are like, no, 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 like you've got to ask your clients what they want and then you create an offer for them. And I'm like, no, not at all. That is like the complete opposite of what I do in my business. It's like so far removed from what I do in my business. Because remember, as I said to you, like redefining hard work, it's like about looking at what sets your soul on fire. Like what are you here to actually deliver? Because when you're in that space, you're in an expansive energetic, like expansive energetic place and you are going to be naturally more magnetic to other people. But if you are trying to, Um, dim your light, mold yourself and shape yourself into some particular contortion because your client says or your community says, hey, we want this out of you. We need help around this particular. And we're like, and a lot of this comes from a real lack mentality, like there's not enough clients. So therefore, if I don't cater to what they want, I'm going to lose them and therefore I'm not going to hit my income goal. As opposed to just resting into Right, I don't like doing that. So let me give you a real-life example. I've got a client that I'm working with at the moment, beautiful spiritual healer. She's incredible at what she does, very qualified, has a community that loves her, right, shows up for them on the daily in a big way. But she had all of these offers, all the offers, right, these one-off sessions, this one-off session, a reading here, a Reiki healing here, or this session here, or that session here, and a bit of this here, and a bit of that there. And a business was just not, it was hard. It's not making the money she wants, but she's got clients to reach out to her and like book in for the, some of these sessions. We started working together and she went, we went, cull, right? What is it that you love to do? Like, what is it that you love? What is it that energizes you? And she worked out, it's like, it's this. And it's this. And we went, okay, great, that's it. And that's exactly what you focus on. And of course there were some fears. Oh, my God. And do you know what? Here's what happened. All of a sudden all these people started reaching out and asking her for all the sessions that she had gotten rid of on her website. Hey, I see this isn't on your website anymore. Can I still book in for that session? She was like, and there's like every part of her is like, oh, my God, A, because she really wants to help people, <laughs> okay, 
as a, as a coach, as a spiritual healer and coach, she really wants to help people. And B, I'm saying no to money. But in saying, having that boundary around her energy and her desire, what happened was that all those people were like, oh, okay, well, that's just the way it is. That opened up space for all of a sudden all these other people to just come galloping in and go, right, I want that. And we, she increased prices, like doubled her price on her six-month coaching that we put together. Like double, honestly, she started off what was comfortable, you know, did in a, a week $20,000 worth of sales on that. And then she like doubled her prices for that one-to-one offer. And within a couple of hours, someone had signed up for it already. And what was the driving factor for her? Was that she had set the strong boundary around what she wanted to offer, knowing that it would help the people she wanted to help. She was finally setting up that strong boundary and going, this is, this is my purpose. This is my place. This is what I'm here to do. And in doing that, she became magnetic to the right people to come in. She let her business be pleasurable and enjoyable and that showed through, okay? So it's not about, oh, my God, I've got to, and it's not even about, oh, my God, I've got to manipulate my offer to make sense to my audience So, no, I've got to manipulate and create my offer to make sense to me. And when it does, okay, you will find the rest of it flows. Your energy will be in the right place. So will the language that you use to promote it. And that will also help you to call in and bring in the right people for that. And you will be more grounded in the value that you're offering and the transformation that comes as a result. Because when you're invested, in doing that work because you love it, how much better are the results for your client as opposed to when you're resistant because you're like, oh, I don't really want to do this. I'm doing it because, you know, it'll pay the bills is very different to I'm doing this because, my God, this sets my soul on fire. But you do have to really work on that. Hard work is the only way to make money too because once you redefine what hard work means and then you realize, oh, my God, I love doing this, then the questions of am I actually worthy to be doing what I love and making a fuck ton of money start to rear their ugly heads too. So a lot of this is intertwined and I want to offer that up for you today. But it is really important and if no matter what stage you are in your business, if you can look at these particular areas as because this go will go with you as you scale. And as you grow and as you expand and as your business income goals get bigger, your community gets bigger, your impact gets and grows, okay, is that you will still need to come in to check and look at where am I still needing to see it all mapped out before I believe that income goal is possible? Where am I feeling like the only way that I can grow my business to this next income goal is that I have to work harder? What does hard work even mean? And where am I? creating my offers and my programs for what my client says they need as opposed to what I want to deliver. It's a constant checkpoint for that. And that's been my experience as well. And it will continue to be a constant checkpoint for me as well. And when you can ground yourself in not trying to avoid those mistakes, but opening up your awareness to them, seeing them play out, become curious as to what's going on and then work through them, your business is going to skyrocket as a result. That I absolutely can promise and guarantee for you. Okay.
All right, incredible, beautiful women. That is a wrap for today's episode. I would love to, as always, hear from you on this episode. So if you've got any questions, you can head on over to the Facebook group that I have, which is Soulful Manifesting for Coaches on Facebook. Just type into the search engine or go into the show notes to to connect with us over there. Or I'd love to hear from you. So jump on over to Instagram and tag me in your Instagram stories at Soulful Manifesting for Coaches. Let me know what your biggest takeaway was from this episode. And then, as always, come back and rejoin us for next week's episode episode as well or go back and listen to some older ones that you've got there but as always much love from me to you thank you so much for joining me for this week's episode I think I was only interrupted four times for a couple or for every time was food by the way so lesson learned next time I need to pack a little lunchbox for the kids before I hide out in the walk-in wardrobe to record the episode either way the kids did really well I managed to get to the end of this and I really hope you enjoyed this episode so much love from me to you have a beautiful day wherever you are and I'll see you again for the next episode Thank you for joining me for this week's episode of the Soulful Manifesting for Coaches podcast. If you loved this episode as much as I loved recording it for you, then I'd be so grateful if you could take just one minute to rate and review this podcast on iTunes. And if you're like me and you love to help other people, then go ahead and take a moment now to share this episode with one person who you know needs to hear it. And finally, if you're looking for a supportive community of fellow female coaches who just get it, then I'd love to invite you to join the Soulful Manifesting for Coaches Facebook group. Just head to the link in the show notes to join. Okay, beautiful. Now come back and join me same time, same place for next week's episode. Have a beautiful day and remember, dream big baby and have some fun along the way.